ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and the Saint podcast. I couldn't have done it without you guys, man. Thank you so much. The podcast is growing. Uh, it's been a great journey uh, to be out here podcasting. We are live on IG. We are also recording, which will be posted on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts tomorrow. This is episode 160. It's one of my going to be one of my favorite episodes out there because uh, this person right here sitting to sitting to my right. If you're watching the video, it's on your left. Uh, we just went through a, a, a great journey together. Uh, what's that? You can speak up. I'm gonna get the rings. The what? The rings. What rings? The ones on the table. <laughs> Los anillos. Oh, oh, you're zooming. Well, dude, just do it, brother. You're killing me over <laughs> here, man. We're, uh, so anyways, uh, losing my train of thought, uh, went on an incredible journey, a uh, couple months journey, three months, four months journey, and we'll get to that shortly. But yes, this is episode 160. Today's date is June 5th, okay? If you guys want to be on the show, you want to be a sponsor, advertiser, hit me up at the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. Also, I want to give a shout out to 90.7 KPFK. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you guys tuned in, I, I posted it on IG and Facebook, and I, I sent it out to a lot of text messages. Uh, they used a piece of uh, my podcast recently when I went down to Palmdale when the Amazon drivers were rallying and uh, I guess you could say picketing. But I want to make a correction, okay? On the radio show, they said they were on strike. Amazon drivers are not on strike. They have recently been unionized with Local 396, okay? And so they're, they're, now they're, fight, they're with Local 396. Shout out to them as well. And they are uh, fighting for a contract now. Now they, want that, now they want to be contracted. And so they were out there rallying that day. They're not on strike yet, okay? But they are 84 drivers of them, okay, that are now unionized with Local 396. But since they unionized, they are down to 20 drivers, okay? They're down to 20 now. So it's, it's, it's going to get to the point. I can't say they're on strike. Uh, they're not. So that I wanted to make that correction because I know they said that on the radio show. Uh, I, I might have I got overzealous and said it. 
uh, on the on the podcast when I was live. Uh, but that was the only correction I, I want to make with that. Other than that, my guest today sitting to my right on the video to your left, uh, you can call him Dr. Munoz. You could call him Coach Munoz. Uh, he's got a PhD from USC, my favorite college of all times. I wish I could have gone there. I wasn't smart enough, but I did go to a lot of the football games and tailgated and uh, got blacked out when I was younger. Okay, that was a long time ago, in my 20s, all right? I'm 40 now, uh, 42. So uh, he's here, okay? And as you can see, he just zoomed in to the, the rings, my camera guy. We just won the championship. It was a long journey, but before we get to that, I want to know a little bit about it, him, and I want you guys to learn a little bit about him. Uh, he's also, oh, by the way, he's also my uh, daughter's principal. He's a, he's a principal for a local elementary school Valencia, was it Valencia? Valencia Park. Valencia Park Elementary School. And so that's that. Well, go ahead, coach, doctor, go ahead. Talk a little bit about yourself, man. Well, I live nearby here in the city of Fullerton. I'm very fortunate to work in, our, in the school district that I live in and had an opportunity to, to apply for a job and, and get picked up at Valencia Park Elementary School. So great school, great staff, great community. I couldn't be happier. Uh, I'm just living it up right now. And going back to what Coach was saying is about six months ago, we got a chance to, to meet up. Um, I saw his daughter at a local football game. His son had just been playing as well. And we were a little bit down in the dumps because we had lost a, a championship game. And, and through that small talk through his, with his wife and my student, she says, my husband went through the exact same thing. She goes, he played, he coached, and... And he lost, and, and it's, it's, it wasn't fun, and he hated it. And he probably looked as bummed as you do. And, and then sure enough, about two minutes later, here comes Coach. And we talked about it. We shared stories, and we were like, you know what? Let's work. Let's do this. He goes, you know what? I'll, I'll come out of retirement because he had already retired himself uh, from coaching the, the, the kids, coaching our community. And so I invited him. I said, let's, would you like to join my team, and, and let's do this together. You're in charge of the defense. And he did, did a fantastic job, so I really appreciate all the hard work. They did. The rain is what dragged it out, right? The rain, the rain just kept us. Our season getting extended and extended. What normally would have finished a long time ago finished just this last Friday, on the third of June, and we went undefeated, nine and zero, and then had a great team, great season, great run. Excuse and me. It was yeah. It was a long, long season. <laughs> it was it was definitely amazing to this journey, because yeah, I I, I coached until my son went into high school, and then what the, the flag football league where we have the Matt liner flag football league and then we have the friday the mvp league and so they they only go up to eighth grade so once my my son went into ninth grade he started playing high school ball so that was it yeah i was retired i was uh -huh. i was done and like like me now but yeah i felt like uh, <laughs> you know like i actually at first because when they asked me to coach i remember growing up out of high school i always wanted to coach I always wanted to help out. Me, me. I always talk about this on my show. I've always wanted to do more. I wanted to help out and, and, and do things. And um, people who listen to my show for the past four years know it, my whole backstory and everything. So I won't go back down that road again and bore you guys with that. But I, I, there, I felt like there was a lot left in the tank. You know, I wanted to do more. But growing up, yeah, I always wanted to coach. But everyone wanted to coach out of high school. Everyone wanted to come back and help out the high school team and do things and there was never no room 
So when I signed up my son to play fo flag football, he wanted to play. I want to play flag football, Dad. Okay, let me sign you up. I'm thinking, okay, you know, they're going to have a bunch of coaches and they're going to do, you know, teach them the proper uh, mechanics and everything, get them ready for high school. And no, they gave me a call like, hey, we don't have any coaches. What do you mean you don't have any coaches? Yeah. And I told him, I said, at the same time, my brother had just passed away from COVID. He was 35 and he didn't wake up one morning and he uh it was it was tragic for our family my both my parents got sick they lived with them and they ended up in the the hospital they almost passed away it was it was very traumatic for me and i told him i says i'm, I'm just not mentally prepared to do something like this and he was like he he man this guy jay his name was jake sanchez and he's still in charge of the fulton uh matt liner flag football league shout out to him too though nothing, nothing bad about him but, man, that dude can, can sell, man. He can probably sell water to a whale, brother. He convinced me, and, I was, and I'm pretty good. If I'm saying no, I say no. And I was like, oh, all right, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it for my son. I'll do it. He told me, you know, keep your mind off of things. And, you know, he was right. It did keep my mind off of things and help me. But, man, let me tell you, the first game, I, had, I think we had, like, two practices. The first practice, we got kicked off at the park right here off of Bassincherry and Malvern. Oh, yeah. They said, yeah, yeah, you could practice there. And we we're practicing there. And I started seeing all these soccer players show up. And next thing you know, some chick came. I'm the director of so-and-so league. You can't be here. And I kept moving, moving, moving. And then finally, I just had this little patch of grass. And I'm just, like, trying to work with it. And then she, no, you can't be here at all. I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't even have just little patch of grass? No, it becomes a... Uh, then she brought some dude over and he tried to muscle me and he was like, oh, you can't be here. It becomes a liability, insurance issue. So I had to call the parents and say, I'm sorry. So I called Jake. I said, hey, where am I supposed to practice? That was the first time I was like, dude, I don't even want to do this, dude. I, I did, I'd come home and complain my, to my wife. Said, I don't want to do this, man. Like it's if I had somewhere to practice and, and then you're dealing with the parents, they can't make it this day. They can't make it that day. I was just like, why am I even doing this, you know? And I, and I kept doing, I kept doing it, and it did have it has have has its rewards, but there was times where it was just frustrating. What lights flashing? Okay, we'll turn the levels down. If uh, I'm probably at an eight, turn it down to a seven. There you go. I know I talk loud. So going back to coaching, it was. It, it was good at the I, I pushed through it it was like going through college right you're having those bad days or you had a bad class or bad teacher or you got to stay up late type it, it was one of those it was ups and downs but at the end at the end of this, those seasons that I had I was grateful I was like because it was stressful for me man as, as, as a coach just doing it by myself I, I didn't have a team mom I didn't have assistant coach I had to do all the send out all the messages send messages out to the parents who's gonna bring snacks remind them of the game remind them <laughs> of practice and then but once after the first season the second season I started getting the same players coming back and the, and the parents I, I had to gain their trust and respect because they seen how their pl players were developing and one thing as a coach that that I wanted to teach them was Get them prepared for the next level. Yeah, you know, they, I obviously I could have taught them more. We could have been play, playing man and different things, and but I, I tried my best and I did uh, YouTube a lot of different six on six, uh, flag football plays, seven on seven defense stuff like that. But it was a journey. What?
Well, unplug it and plug that back in. Maybe it's not plugged in on the way. How was that? Well, if long as it's not doing that, it could be your phone. Is there anybody saying on the on the messages? Hmm? Huh? It still does it? Yeah. It keeps coming in. Well, what does the connection say? No, it, it shouldn't be cut now. <laughs> it shouldn't be cut now. Huh? Is it cut now, too? Huh. All right. Well, let me see. Well, I'm still recording here. Make sure you guys watch the recording. <laughs> yeah, because it sure will not have problems. The recording is going to be solid. See, I, I, I had a similar experience to what you and you were talking about, Jake. Yeah. I started because I got the call saying, hey, you, you're, you're going to drop your son. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, and, and his little friends. And, and there's no one to coach them. Unless someone like you coached them. Mm -hmm. I didn't even coach. This is they were like in third and fourth grade. And since then, I just kept that same core of kids. Been coaching them. They, oh, I want to play football now. Mm -hmm. I want to play basketball. Oh, I want to try these sports. Everywhere they wanted to go, they mm -hmm. stayed together. They recruited their friends. The teams, we just kept building around them. It was a lot of fun. But I keep encouraging the parents that I used to work with to join me. I didn't have a team mom. You saw. It was just you and I, Chief. No snacks. I just put new batteries in. Was the light turning red? No. It just keeps flashing blue. Okay, hold on. I thought we were live, bro. Had a funny happen on Saturday, bro. <laughs> we're back. Go ahead. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, okay. No, what I was saying was it's, it's, it, when I started, like you and your Mr. Sanchez, there was nobody to coach my kid. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, I'm going to jump in and help him out. And now, seven years later, six, seven years later, finally get to retire. Because <laughs> um, we're done, done coaching the kids. But we, yeah. ended, we ended up winning the show, so that's a, a beautiful part. They got a chance to experience undefeated seasons before. They got a chance to experience championship games. And now they got a chance to know what it's all about, know, know what they're playing for. They play with a lot of dignity and uh, fortunate enough to have parents that stood by. We kept, we kept most of our teams together, as you saw. Mm -hmm. And then even when in our last season, when you joined me, two of your former players uh, came, were on my team already, and you already knew them. You already knew their families. You already mm -hmm. had a history with them. So that was a lot of fun, too, to get the kids jumping around back and forth between the Matt Liner League and the MVP League. But yeah. I'm all about working and staying in the community that I live in and helping it out anywhere I can, you know? And yeah. And doing it. Yeah, and that's at, at first I felt weird. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, my my son's in high school, and I'm gonna be coaching coaching these these kids, and my kid ain't even on the team. Is that gonna make me look weird? You know, but I was I was just like, no, well, you need help, and they they need coaches, and I was like, you know what, uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I got time. And well, so you, you saw some of the other teams. How many coaches did they have, dude? Wow, uh, what was the which team had five players <laughs> or five coaches? That was almost like every kid's dad was a coach on that team. Well, we had 
the Seattle team had a bunch of coaches. Oh yeah, they had five coaches. Miami had a bunch of coaches. Miami had like four, I think. Yeah, they had like four. The Minnesota. Minnesota no, yeah, the Vikings. He had like three coaches. A bunch of them had a bunch of coaches. But they all came. One of them had their own. Like everybody had a different uh, position coach, except you and I. You and I came just solo. You took care of D on your own. I took care of offense on my own. Mm-hmm. We put up mad numbers. I think your D, your D put up more numbers in the second to last game than the semis. Oh, uh, also, yeah, we got to get Justin's dad to post that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. If you got to shoot him a text. Yeah. I think it's a real Tell just, Text Justin. Tell his dad to post it on YouTube because those are two. Huh? The games, the last two the games. The last two games, yeah. Yeah, so the play, the playoffs, I was nervous. I was like, we went undefeated. I went undefeated when I played, and we we lost in the championship like by one touchdown. And, and that touchdown, it came down to the last second, like our game. Oh. We just had. It was it, it was came down. We had just beaten this team last week, too, by like 11 points or something like that. And it was Lucas, actually. He, it was a nice pass. And I was like, I couldn't see. There's players in the way. And I was waiting for the cheer. And it was a oh. He dropped it. Yeah. And I remember the next day we got together at the park. And he was down. All the kids were down, you know. And I, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, I was mad. I was not mad at them. I was just like, man, we went undefeated. We had this great year. And we get all the way there. And we lose to a team we've already beat twice in the in the. And yeah, the rule changes. The, the, the players start doing different. The coaches have them doing different things. As they told us, we couldn't cross the line of scrimmage until that player crossed the line of scrimmage. So we had to wait until them to cross because they could still throw the ball. If they handed it off, the players could still throw the ball. So we that's how I taught my players. And during the playoffs, as soon as you hand it off, they already crossed the line going after you. And I was like, well, what are the rules here? Like the, the, the rules kept coming. That's why. I, uh, Josh and, and Lucas, they, parents took him out of Matt Leinart League and put him into MVP because stuff like that. The, the mm-hmm. rules kept changing, and, I mean, it, it got bad where the refs, they, they didn't know the rules and the coaches yelling. and. But we and, we share the same refs, the MVP refs, refs yeah. for the so Matt sure, Leinart League. Yeah. So they were always mixing up the rules left and right. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's <laughs> a lot, lot of things that – that put put a lot of people. MVP's a really good league, really good league. The rules are, are straight, and I, I once did we have arguments on the rules, or I don't know what happened during the the finals. I mean, I, I saw you oh, saying the coach was saying something, and you're saying, but it was like really quiet. In motion, the he was arguing, and his parents were the ones that also helped. The other assistant coaches were arguing that our players couldn't go in motion. So when we set up the play, Pascal's play. We said, I'd like to have the kids throw up. I want them to mix up their, their defense and confuse them. So I said, let's line up on this position. When you say, ready, then they break off and go to line up to other positions. More than one person can guess and, and, and foul and so forth. Only a certain people, a number of people can be in, in move and whatnot. Mm. But there was no stipulation that said the whole team couldn't line up and change formation. So mm. I have changed the complete formation. So when they would change the formation, the, the parents and the other coaches thought was mad. Why is he doing that? I wasn't exposing his defense. I wanted to see what they were going to do. And we weren't allowed to do that? We were. According to him, no. But according to the refs, we were. Because yeah. there was no stipulation that said you couldn't do that. 
<laughs> so I said, he doesn't say you can't do it. Show me where he says you well, can't. Well, did he even change his defense? He just played man the whole time. That's what it looked no, like No, he me. did zone 80, like 80% of the game. He was doing zone. Really? Yeah. Well, they didn't play a good except, zone. They were chasing. Except his one guy, his, it, free, his extra player, he was chasing Josh. His extra player kept chasing my zone drag. Oh. But that was okay, so he became my decoy, and then when we flipped, he had no idea what to do. When we did the flip play, like a reverse, he had no idea what to do. And then so I was just trying to expose their defense, see what they were doing. And then, I mean, it should have really been the score like 35-7, but we had two errors. Yeah, two it can't, w- once it comes down to the, the, when the playoffs, one thing that I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about, when I, I came back Friday, I, I was pumped. I was on cloud nine. My, my <laughs> podcast was on the radio station. We we won the championship. I was like, man, this is a this is one of the a great day. And I and I was in bed thinking about. I was like, man, if we would have played the Raiders first, my defense it would have been a lot different. But the fact that we we played uh, Miami, the Dolphins, and they had that short kid, and that's when I saw them. I was like. Okay, we're gonna put Will up in the front, and we're gonna we're gonna put his hands up there. He's not he's not stepping back. He's not he's gonna be right there up on the line, quarterback. And I said we're gonna do that. But when we got all those picks, I don't know how many touchdowns Six. and picks. It was out of control. That pumped my defense up, our defense up. So they came into the finals with so much confidence because the Raiders were a good team I'll give it to them they were they were a good team the coach he was a great coach very well coached yeah very well coached they were a really good team but the fact that we we had a great dominance on on both sides of the ball but especially defense that carried our momentum into the next game to they were confident i seen david coming across and the guy's coming across catches the ball and david's right behind him pulling the flag every time Instant. pulling 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 Instant. pulling we were on point that that day. I don't know what got into the boys. They they impressed me. They turned it up an, an extra notch, and it, it was a tough battle. It came down in the last play. Even their speedsters were caught right away because the boys were shifting like they were going left to right. If wherever the boys the the offensive person was at, we had somebody there on defense. It was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basic cover too, man. The ba- the ba- it's a basic package. It's, it, it teaches them discipline. It teaches them awareness. And even Isaac, I told Isaac, my son, when they – because, yeah, he had, uh, what, three other players come that I coached mm-hmm. that went on to play. They're, they're playing their sophomore year now, but they went on. Their parents would tell me, yeah, I don't want them to play. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't – you know, uh, CTE and stuff like that. But guess what? They played freshman ball. Now they're playing sophomore. And – ask Isaac to ask them and and ask Isaac I go did my defense help prepare you for football fresher football mm-hmm. and he says yeah it did and that's all I cared about I just wanted them to get prepared for the next <laughs> level you want to win too though oh of course yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to win because I mean I took the boys three four four seasons and went to three championships and we didn't win until the last one the first two championships were so like the coaches. Hard. I realized that's one thing when I my first season, I didn't realize how how uh, competitive the parents are, and the coaches. Yeah. They take it serious. They don't like to lose. Yeah, yeah. They don't like to lose, and you see them during the playoffs, or they make adjustments, this and that, and they lose. They get mad. I didn't get mad. I didn't. I didn't take it. 
personal. And then I start realizing, I go, oh, these guys take it personal. Like they, they really, they're just as competitive as I'm. Am I competitive? Yeah, I'm competitive, but not like that, dude. Where the guy, you go to fist, you go to put your hand down, he just wants to fist bump you. I was like, dude, we're not, we're not in. A, uh, what's that one movie with Denzel Washington? Um, uh, Titans. Remember uh, the, Titans? the Titans? I said we're not with in the monkey. Movie. Yeah, dude. Give <laughs> him a banana. banana. The banana. <laughs> yeah, dude. I go we're not in the movies, dude. Like, like I put my hand. It was a good game. I mean, what else do you want? We didn't. But yeah, they get they get pissed. And I saw that one kid too. He dropped the ball. I go, he's gonna have a bad weekend. I bet. He hit both his hands. You know, I had the, and no awareness whatsoever the first time I coached football. Mm-hmm. I knew the game. I knew the sport. I played it, but. I had no idea of what it takes to, to coach. I had no idea of how much attention the parents were playing, were paying to me and what I was doing in my actions. I had a kid who threw an interception for a touchdown. It was a tight game against an undefeated team. And we had only one loss at that point, and it was such a tough game. And we knew this team was really good, but we didn't want to go out at that. We had so much love and appreciation for the game. And the kid starts crying. He says, take me out. Take me out, coach. But he's crying in the middle of the game. I said, no. And I did a huddle. The kids got together. I said, hey, you got to help him rally through. Mm-hmm. And they did. And he stayed in the game. And he threw a touchdown right away. The kid was threading needles in the air. Dude. The kid had a great arm. Um, new to the sport, new to the game. The kid was a phenomenal player, phenomenal athlete. I mean, his parents love his parents. But, I mean, he didn't, they didn't let him play any more ball after that. But the kid was talented. And sure enough, he got through the game, but his his demeanor and, and his appreciation for the game, his, contribution to, closer, yeah. his contribution to the sport, not only that, but also his contribution to the team changed dramatically. Everything after that, everything he did, he played like 110%. And the parents commented to me privately off onto the side, mm-hmm. hey, you know, what you did with so-and-so with Pascal. That was pretty awesome. We really appreciate that. But I had no idea they were paying that close attention to me. But he, he was a phenomenal kid. You know what our, our bunched up place called Pascal's place named after him. Mm-hmm. It's where we rallied together. We got together right behind him. And we had a quick little huddle, quick little meeting. And then we broke off and quickly threw to a pass. And that's where that play came from. But I had no idea until then. So I always appreciate now the parents and what they do. Have the kids always thank their parents for even coming because... Some of the kids, their parents originally weren't even coming to the games and watching them play. But we were fortunate. Every one of our kids had their parents come into the games. Someone mm-hmm. there representing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's rewarding. It, it's definitely, it got, it got really, it was rewarding. It, it's You learn how, how to communicate with the kids, encourage them. I remember my daughter, my oldest daughter, came into one of the games. She goes, Man, Dad, so he's just so yelling, and and I says, "Are you kidding me?" I go, "That's not it. I'm not even yelling. I'm just talking loud. Yeah. I'm so used to talking on the a microphone now and podcasting, and when I'm in the package car, you know, driving with UPS, and I'm on road, I'm on the phone, and so I'm used to the engines loud. I'm used to talking loud, mm-hmm. and so I, I go, "That's not even yelling." I go, "I'm just talking loud to the boys." I, and I was like, I hope they don't think I'm yelling at them. I just, I talk loud. No, I don't think anyone thought you were yelling. Oh, okay, yeah. I think, well, yeah, no. most of 
all of them had an appreciation for what you were doing. They knew exactly. And you know what? They also appreciated the scrimmaging. You know, mm-hmm. putting the. Tr- I actually text uh, Javier, Coach Javier. Oh, yeah? I texted him, how was he? What are you up to? This and that. And he said, uh, he didn't really reply back. Nah. Yeah. I said, I just want you to know. And I sent him the pictures of the ring, us. <laughs> and he never replied back. I'm like, I thought he would at least say congratulations, but I never got a text back. Maybe you should call him up and see what happened. Huh? I mean, the last time we scrimmaged, it was like, what, 60 to nothing? <laughs> oh, I didn't even keep score. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I was keep keeping score. scores. I was, but they down. were undefeated. I know. I, so were we. So I was yeah. like keeping scores. Like picked off, picked them off. Mm-hmm. I think the defense there scored more points than the offense did as well. Mm-hmm. And you were playing with a mat, you were scrim- we were scrimmaging with them with the Matt Liner rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the kids did a fantastic job. We were great leaders in the program. I think that helped us out a lot too. I think no. scrimmaging them. I said the best thing to do for defense and offense is, is scrimmage. It's just. Just get bodies out there and, and, and scrimmage, and I think that helped us out a lot to be able to go out there and scrimmage with, with players and, and just just get the the effects, you know, yeah. get that movement going. And a lot of yeah, it, it was I think it, it worked out in our favor for sure. I know I have some students at my current school here at Valencia Park that have asked if I would coach them like next season because they know that I'm done with my son and his program and they're off to high school now. Oh, now they got to start paying you. That's what I think, right? Yeah, you got to start, some... hey, give me, give me, thou- give me a uh, thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, give me the stipend. Thousand <laughs> bucks. Tell them, tell them, start off a thousand. If I, if I go undefeated, a, a bonus. If I get the championship, it's another bonus. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> not a good group of kids. I mean, they're really like constantly out there at lunchtime, trying to prove to me that they have what it takes to put together a team. So it's something that's in the mix. My wife's been telling me, are you going to stop for sure, for sure? And I think I am. I think I'm, I'm done. But these, if there's ever a batch of kids that could lure me, it would be those kids that are currently not at the school. They're just solid little kids that need a little bit more um, encouragement mm-hmm. and, and some mentoring. So I think I could definitely help them out with that. But they're on, they're on fire. They're doing a bunch of great stuff at the school. So. I'm super proud of them for that. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm hanging it up. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang it, I'm gonna hang it up. And it was, it was a great way to end, to end the, uh, the journey. And I wanted to. Uh, I, I would do like I said. I didn't want to let anybody down. And you did not, brother. You delivered. I said I want a championship. You know what? I thought I'm gonna tell you right now. The one thing that you, the one thing that, that you were mentioning to me, that I would, that I really wanted was a freaking a zero. I wanted a goose egg. I know you kept telling me that. And I was like, I was, where's I, my, I, where's if my I was out coach? there, you know, I mean, if I was back <laughs> in my my young age, like, where's my goose egg, coach? Yeah, I know. That's all I, I was, wanted. I mean, the Raiders play the same teams. They well, let's see. well, let's see. I know, I know <laughs> that. Okay, the first game uh, against Miami, before the half, Josh slipped. He slipped on that one. Uh, he, yeah. probably, he, I would have assumed that he would have got there. He either swatted the ball or got the pick. He, he slipped there. Okay, but the second game, before the half, when they're driving down the field, once again, Josh was out of position and he slipped. He oh, yeah. he was he was in front of the dude. He went to put his hands up and he slipped again. 
And he, Hold he was. Up. So you say the last three touchdowns that were scored on us were all Josh's fault? No, <laughs> one of them was Will's. <laughs> was it? Yeah, one, no. one, one was Will and one was jo- uh, Josh on the, the finals. Slip, the slip was Josh. That was before the half, and then the second score was uh, Will. Josh didn't know. Josh didn't turn around. No, that was the first one. That was at the half, right before the half. Yeah, they only scored twice. Yeah, Will was the second one where he's. He was this close, like his hands are up, and the ball was like right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, he oh, was right there. That was, it was Josh, close. I messed up. They were, they were, they were. Those touchdowns were close. They were, no, they were, were very, teams. very close. Where it comes down to when it, when teams are that good, it comes down to little mistakes. It yeah. it comes down to. Ever seen the movie Any Given Sunday? Any Given Sunday, absolutely. When Al, I watch it every year Al before football, so yeah, he says every inch. And you're grabbing, you're clawing for every inch. Yeah, I can't see the whole speech. Well, I even, the, remember. even even the even the throw when Justin did throw it, the kid was not. It was wide open. Lucas was wide open. If he would have just given it another yeah. few inches over that, yeah, it would have been uh, another yeah. score right there too. It was amazing. It was it was like a movie. Yeah, it was a movie. My my heart was pumping through my chest, <laughs> and I Mine. was just like, holy, holy smoke! Like it's gonna come down to the. La- How did you guys feel? Oh, you guys are in the zone. I didn't no. realize. I didn't realize that you're down. We're up by one touchdown. I knew who scored. It was me and someone else. You scored. Ah, oh, we're fine. I scored, and then it was someone else that scored. But I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. Huh? Well, we can hear you. No, yeah, that was the game before. It was someone else, and then I. It was Raiders ball, and then I realized that oh, they said they said Broncos ball, and that's what that's when I realized oh yeah, we're gonna win this. And then I oh okay, so you guys even know I got a couple of the players here, uh, in the, in the background to, to hang out. I should have an extra mic ready for you guys, but I mean, it, it was a good game, but you guys knew we were gonna win, though, right? No, I didn't know. We you knew we were gonna win, I though. Knew. I did. You thought we were gonna lose again? I knew, I knew we were gonna. I knew we were gonna win against Miami, but I didn't know that the outcome of us winning against the Raiders was gonna come. Uh-huh. Out. Well, they were tall, dude. Those they were, tall, they were, dude. They were huge, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were huge. Every last, their quarterback was huge. They were all huge. Mm-hmm. They're they're like freak athletes. Too. Oh, there we go. I got some yeah. pizza for you guys. There you go. Told you. Yeah, those kids were huge. They were talented players. Yeah. Do you know what school they're all gonna go to? I know the quarterback's going to Troy. I think most of them are going to the Fullerton. Fullerton and I know, like the kids that we were playing, our our squad, the Fullerton Fullerton put together a seven on seven Sunday, and half of our kids were playing on that one too. And oh yeah, a, tell me a little bit about that. I wish I would have went to one of your games. I would have went to your guys' games. That was cool, dude. Those were cool. Did you coach? No. Nah. Who's coaching? The Fullerton High School. Coaches, oh, okay. The freshman team, the JV team. Mm-hmm. They were coaching plus the Seattle. The team, the Seattle team, the dads, mm-hmm. they were part of the coaching no, their crew. Quarterback, their quarterback coach is, uh, he told me, he co- he's the quarterback coach at Fullerton. Yeah. Mm. He's the coach over there. Mm. All, of them, all, of the, all of them, they had a big squad of coaches, so they didn't ask for any help. But our team could have beat that team. And that team, by one touchdown. But they had a lot of fifth to sixth graders, didn't they? No. The, they were only eighth grade. The Sunday league game was only eighth oh, graders. Oh, really? Then would they yeah. all go to parks? No, they went Nicholas? to Nicholas, LV, Beachwood, Beachwood, yeah, Parks, and Parks. No, no Nicholas kids. 
I don't know what's up. Nicholas doesn't send a lot of kids to that. I don't know. I don't see a lot of kids there. But it was Beachwood, the Minnesota Vikings, the mm-hmm. dad, his son, he's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was their QB2. The Seattle from, team kid. Yeah. yeah, the Seattle team kid with Sergio with the yeah, curly yeah. hair. Yeah. He was QB1. And, but you saw what we did to him. They didn't even beat Miami, bro. They didn't beat Miami. We put up. Is that because why, why didn't they have Sergio in the whole time quarterbacking? They know. kept taking him out and rotating him. Were were they, I think teammates. they were just trying to get the other quarterbacks playoff experience, maybe. I don't know at that but age. Dude, they had an amazing little comeback and took the score by one. Oh, I know. That's and right. Then, and then they blew it with three seconds or four seconds to go. I just didn't want to <laughs> play against them. It's just because they were <laughs> oh, they were fifth and sixth graders, right? No, nah, they were mainly sixth graders. There were sixth graders with some eighth graders. They were just too short and shifty, man. Yeah. They, were, they, they pose a threat, a real legit threat. That's what I was shocked. But I can't Miami. believe they lost. They lost. Miami came through. I know, I know. I, think I don't. Know, I think they overrated them. I think they overlooked them. Yeah. I think that's what happened. That's they overlooked sure. them. Our ki- our kids came, but our kids again. I knew they were gonna. Pre- I knew they were gonna perform. I think you had done a really good job already with them on defense. They already knew their scheme. They knew what they were doing. And even the Raiders, I just knew. I had. I just knew that I had a score when I had the ball. Because you were already stopping them. So your team, your defense is already stopping them. So I knew I just had to put up the points. And when we did put up the points, I think it was over. I knew. I was confident. I was confident. My wife was sitting behind me all freaking out. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. My oh, you were composed. You were like, yeah, I, was just like, I looked at you. I was like, he's confident, dude. I was I was like palm sweaty mom spaghetti, dude. <laughs> no, I was like, no, man, because we got to. Let me tell you something. Losing those other championship games taught me the value of time management. Yeah. So and I that's knew, what I was like, yeah, just I knew it. I stole so much time. <laughs> Didn't they get the referees tell yeah. you too? The, 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 even the parents, you could hear them yapping and yapping. Man, is it a timeout? That's a long huddle. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I was, I, know, I, was, I was in a way for the referee to say, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, kids, let's go. And mm-hmm. I'll I tell the, the kids know this. I'll be like, hey, what are we doing here? Just wasting time. That's right. We're just wasting time. <laughs> Watch them be listening. They're gonna change all the rules now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was. No, it's just clock management. That's what it clock, was. It was clock management. It wasn't long. No. It was. I don't know. It wasn't no longer than a minute. Nah. It's like it was, NFL rules. It, it was a legitimate time, but we had to wait for them. We had to wait. For, we waited for the referee every single time to blow yeah. the whistle. Blow yeah. the whistle. We got our. We got our own ball. We're right here. We're in the huddle. It was. No, I was like, oh, he's gonna. I, and I was thinking that the, the the night before I'm sleeping, I'm everything's going through my mind. Okay, yep. what, what am I gonna practice with them? What how, what's gonna outcome? Who are we gonna? Cause we got two yeah. weeks off. Yeah, two weeks later. Because I remember we went to the beach. We went to go celebrate. Yeah. Or not celebrate. We went to go uh, have our end of the year. I usually wait till after the playoffs, but you did it after the season. And I was gonna go over a video with the kids, yeah. and I says, I said, I'm, they were playing, having a good time. I says, oh, just let them have a good time, dude. I'm not gonna sit here and go over film with them and. Tell them what they did wrong. I go. Part of it is having fun and well, because I knew it. some of the kids weren't coming back because Owen had already said he wasn't going to be able to make it. Oh, really? Julian's dad told him he wasn't going to be out of town, so I knew that. And then another player was on the fence whether he was or wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. So if I would have waited, it would have been even longer. So oh, like, okay. So let's just have that event. Let's have the kids get together, hang out at the beach, have a good time. But I knew, I knew it was going to be a good game. I was excited about it. 
Oh man, I, I want to see that. I want to see that YouTube video. I want to post it. Yeah. If we get it, I want to repost it. That was that was. It came down to the last second, <laughs> and I saw the ball right go right through the guy's hands. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was. I was. But like, it went cold. through because the kid was the right spot. It was like a movie, dude. It was. The tension was I, there. Yeah. The parents were freaking out. One of the grandmas came and rushed me like it was, like it was a movie. Yeah. yeah. Big hug. Ah! She was screaming in my ear, top of her lungs. I loved it because it was like all I hear was vibration in my ear. I couldn't hear anymore what she was saying. But she's been with us through the four seasons already, mm -hmm. so she knew mm -hmm. how close we've been before. So mm -hmm. for her, I know Josh, her has energy, been, yeah. Josh too, his parent. Yeah. He, he's like, dude, we have a lot of because they've been playing since what third grade? For, yeah, for years. Yeah, for the years. only you missed what? How many seasons we missed because of COVID? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. So, but it was it was a lot of years and and. To finally get it, man. To see, I, I, I came back because you said Josh was coming, that Lucas. was on your team, and Lucas. I came back for them too. I says, man, I they went on undefeated seasons. We've gone into playoffs, other seasons, and, and we were really competitive team. I said, I'm, I'm coming back for that for them, for you, you know, to 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 re, to get that chip, man. Well, I remember when I told when I told Josh, we were at the we were finished finishing up the previous season. We lost at the ship. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, Josh, you know, I met somebody at the football game, at the Sunny Hills game. He's like, who'd you meet? I said, well, it's this guy, Coach Caxiola. Hey, that was my old coach of the Mariliner League. Oh, yeah, whatever. Small talk. So I told him what happened. Oh, yeah, I, was, I had a few beers. Yeah. I was having beers at the Sunny Hills game. <laughs> and I told him how you had mentioned that you joined our, our, our coaching staff. And, and he tells the kids right there and there, it's over. We're going to win. We're going to win. He knows defense. Sure enough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh said that. Off. Yeah, Josh said. He told the kids, "We're gonna win." Mm -hmm. So that's why our confidence was so high. We, yeah, we, we had, had a really this. good defense. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh, he's got headphones on. He ain't paying attention. No, oh, where's my slides, bro? You missed slides before? Nah, that's your bit one. You mean <laughs> breadstick something? We're just hanging out, folks. We got the we got the players over here. They're in the background. Uh, people who listen to my show know that I, I've been coaching flag football. What? Yeah, get some pizza, dog. Yeah. No, no, I can't eat them. They were. Gonna, I don't want anybody to hear me chewing, dude. <laughs> chewing like a horse, dude. Yeah, they were. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. We're yeah, we got a little bit of time left. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I can wait. But yeah, folks, the people that are that are listening on, on audio. Um, actually, yeah, you could pan out, pan out towards the the boys over here real quick. Oh no, pan out towards the boys with the camera. Got my camera guy. No, pan out. You know what pan out means? Jeez Louise, I got to teach it. No, you can use the <laughs> stick, mijo. Oh, swivel. Yeah. Yeah, my boy's nervous over here, dude. It's all right. Hey, David's coming back, dog. You're going to be his understudy. Twist it. Unlocked. It should be a stick right there. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah. So these these are the boys I coach. My son's on the left. That's that's Noah. That's uh, Coach Munoz's son. And then we got the QB one for Sunny Hills freshman team over here. Nathan. Nathan. Uh, they just got done with practice, so they're over here. Yeah, we are live. We're in the backyard. We're having pizza. Uh, this is this is a, a podcast that I I, I want to do, man. It, it was something that it, it means a lot to me. And I, obviously, if you listen to the show, I talk a lot about it. But it was an epic, uh, epic season, and to end 
the last two games in the playoffs to, to win the championship. Uh, it, it, it was uh, it was a real honor. You know the the Miami game. We would have been able to get Owen the touchdown, man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, He's the mm-hmm. only kid who didn't get him to score. Mm-hmm. He's the only kid. We would have got him in the end zone, mm-hmm, and he would have mm-hmm. made it. So, Owen, if you're out there, bro, should yeah, been, I'm sure should have been boys there. will forward him something. Yeah, should have been. There. There. Yeah, Owen, uh, good luck. I think he's playing for Fullerton. Don't know what he's gonna do. I don't think he wants to play. Really? He said he was gonna play. No. Who? Owen? Owen. I was throwing Owen? the ball to him. I was. The kid got the kid can turn on the afterburners if he's being chased. He's fast. He's fast, but he's scared of getting tackled. Yeah, that is true. He was one of our slowest players until we started scrimmaging last season. Well, didn't he play soccer too, though? No. No. We started doing them um, instead of like we did scrimmaging this year. We did um, four on fours, but with um, tackle. So we play tackle. That's how. That's how come the kids are really good at avoiding each other. They don't want to get tackled. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing that, you give Owen the ball. He's hard to get. He's yeah, hard, he's hard, he's hard to get. Yeah, he's hard to get. So his speed increased dramatically, exponentially, um, for that. He's like, uh, what, like that one movie with Adam Sandler. What is it, Waterboy? <laughs> yeah, he's like that. <laughs> he is. No, I love Owen. I loved everyone on our team. Man. Yeah, look at Jacob. Kids. Let's talk about Jacob. Jacob is is a bad, bad boy, bro. Mm-hmm. And I last of the end of the game, they were attacking him because mm-hmm. of his height, and they were attacking mm-hmm. him. And we put in—I remember we put in Nate. You put in Nathan. Put Nathan in there. He's got the speed. Uh, the reason why I took you out—I told you at the end of the game. The reason why I took you out at the end of the game was because it's—it's uh, it's not about size. It's about understanding the concept of the defense. Mm-hmm. And Jacob, even though he—it was undersized—he understood the concept. And so I just I wanted I wanted the knowledge in there more of, of the speed and height. Yeah, well, him and David, down. that partnership was stopping everything coming to the left. Everything mm-hmm. left short was getting stopped. Oh, David! David's a beast. Mm-hmm. I wish he'd played for Sunny Hills. He's going to Fullerton. Yeah, uh, he should have been playing for Sunny Hills, but he's going to Fullerton. But he he it, stepped it up. Noah, I don't know how many picks, six and picks and touchdowns. Like he. I, I've been waiting a, for, for him. I've been waiting for him to show up all season, and all of a sudden he just showed up. <laughs> I thought they were going to drug test him at the end of the, uh, the game, dude, for uh, PEDs, dude. Yeah, man. Noah did a fantastic job. Justin did a great job. Big shout-out to Justin. He's out there now with the Sunny oh, Hills yeah. team as well. Yeah, yeah, the shout-out to Justin. Uh, great job, great season. He's out there, freshman, and he's out there practicing with the varsity right now with Sunny Hills, man. That, 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 that's really good. Yeah, I never heard of that. That's and I grew up with a lot of athletes and a freshman playing in on the varsity level, getting getting tried out. Man, good luck, dude. I know. I think Joel did it last year. A kid named Joel Clemente did it last year for Fullerton on the defensive squad. Good kid, good talent. Big kid too. Big kid too. So he did just bulks yeah, up you even just more. Don't hear about test. that no more. Freshman playing yeah. varsity, dude. I know. I know. I saw a few of his videos that his mom would send me. He did a fantastic job. So it's going to be fun seeing them play because I know my son will play against them as well. I'm going to go to your guys' get the freshman game. Yeah. I can't wait to go watch it. I'm going to go watch you guys play. So my boss is listening. I'm going to take a few half days, so don't get mad. <laughs> you got to support the community, right? You got to support the community and be out there. Well, I heard, I heard uh, your, your vice, vice president or vice, vice principal is leaving. 
Yeah, she's going to move on to work at Parks Junior High. She was a great, great assistant principal. She did a How lot many of, years was she there for? With me? A year. I just had okay. her for a year. Man, but, she's moving on up. But she's really gifted. She's really smart. She picked up a lot. She already comes from within the district, so she knew a lot about the district. And so she was able to kind of like come in and because she'd been teaching also, she was able to support the teachers. So the teachers, um, if they had questions they had to do technically, then she had the skill set to help them out with that mm-hmm. right away. Talk about uh, being able to rely on someone from the very beginning, that's one. It was really fun to, to work with her. She had a good attitude about everything. Things were going great, things were worried. Her attitude was really high and optimistic. So that made my job a lot easier uh, to culture through some of the learning. So, but yeah, we're not gonna miss her. Um, I'm not sure how next year is going to look. The kids, you know, including your daughter, you know, they're just, they're just. Valencia's a good school, you guys. It is. Guys, how many it's years a, have you been there for now? This is my second year. I just wrapped okay. up year two. Tomorrow I wrap up year two. The kids wrapped up on Friday. But the kids, they blow me away, man. They blow me away. You know what? There are some things that you could blame the pandemic on for kids not learning and not yeah. picking up certain skills and say, you know, they were learning remotely or they were stuck at home. But when it comes to localized assessments and state assessments, mm-hmm. the kids deliver, man. The kids, there's some the metrics. Closer, there, you're some game right now. There's some, me, there's some metrics that are state-level metrics that if you go back before the pandemic here at Valencia Park, mm-hmm. the metrics were what they were. You go to the metrics now post-pandemic when the argument is that there's a, a loss of learning, because of the pandemic, because of the environment, because you had to learn from home and remotely. The kids smashed that the, the, with the local, the state assessments. And, and I'm talking about my students that had to reclassify, that had to show mastery of the English language. You know, here are students that come from dual, dual speaking homes, dual language speaking homes, and then they're, they're fighting learning English, fighting learning Spanish, and, and then they have to take a state assessment. And again, before the pandemic, the numbers were what they were. But right now, the kids are on fire. I mean, doing an amazing job. Now, Can't help but to be proud of them. Is that because during the pandemic, everyone, the parents, the teachers, everyone stepped up and says, "Hey, man, we we all got to come together." And and this this is important. Uh, was it? What is the curriculum? Was it the, the state stepping up and, and taking charge? I, I know the teachers did a lot. I know you guys had to start doing Zoom. You had to learn on the fly stuff. I mean, what do you think that boost after after coming out of pandemic that the numbers went up for our school or through the state? School and the state. Yeah, the school really. And the state. Where, where, where do you, where, yeah, no one talks about that. Well, you know, I, I, every Sunday I said Because they always talk about, oh, the private schools, you know, they yeah. never shut down and – and I heard that something. <laughs> but when we got back, when we got out of the pandemic, and my first year was last year, I just shared with the staff, here are the, here are our statistics, here's our data. This is what it says that we are and who we are. And if you look at the numbers, I just asked the staff, is this really us? And there was a long pause. Because this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Having already been in the classroom, seeing the level, the skill set, it's like going back to sports. It's like, you know you got talent. You know you got the skill. You know you got the height, the athleticism, the, the game IQ. Why are you losing? 
right? Why are you losing? So when we had that conversation, it was an honest conversation with the staff. I said, here's our metrics, here's our numbers. This is abysmal. This is not okay. So the Sunday newsletters are the ones that I sent out to the families. I started telling the families, hey, I need your help. You guys already stepped up during the pandemic. You guys already made your homes uh, a second classroom. You guys already done a lot, but I still need more. And when I, when I had this honest conversation with the teachers, the teachers were like, what do we do? All right, let's go. Game on. Let's strategize. Let's plan. Let's look at the assessment. Let's look at what the, the kids need to prove, how the kids need to learn. Let's look at what our, what our, our, our relationship with the students are. Do the kids really want to learn or for us? Or what's their motivation? Let's seek to make these relationships with the kids super strong. And the relationship the staff, the staff has with their students is strong. Very similar to like our relationship with the players. Mm-hmm. You got a good relationship with the kids, they're going to come and they're going to play hard for you. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with them. Same thing with the they teachers. have a good relationship with their students and the students want to prove to everyone, hey, my teacher's a great teacher, I love my teacher. And then the teacher says, hey, I need you to do well on this test, do your best. And they do the best for themselves, they do the best for their parents, they do the best for the teachers. And sure enough, the kids came. I'll tell you this much. Two years ago, one of the metrics was two. The number of students that did a specific thing, good. Two, that's atrocious, right? But the staff saw it and said, like, okay, that's our challenge. It's, we got to better that. So, okay, so we know what our foundation is. Mm-hmm. And the following year, 10, okay. And then 13, and now 29. So those numbers changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. The attitude of the teachers has always been strong. We believe in the kids. We love the kids. Oh, yeah. All we did was just like, instead of having like a flashlight effect, we just did like a laser effect and focused our energies on the relationships and making sure the kids felt safe. Mm-hmm. The kids wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. So to do that, that's when we would do all those crazy things like, hey, let's put some, like, slime, slime the principal, <laughs> right? Or you got to, uh, I'm going to give you ice cream once a month if you come to school every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect attendance, ice cream. Our attendance increase, our Saturday school attendance to recover the loss of attendance increase. Mm-hmm. We just started asking ourselves, what are some of the metrics that we can control? Mm-hmm. And then we started doing that, but the kids' energy, the kids' love of their teachers, the kids' love of the learning, all of it just changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the better. And we stopped blaming the pandemic and started focusing on the things we wanted to see grow. And now we are. Wow, that's amazing, man. That That's amazing. It, I don't think I ever told you, but yeah, I graduated from Cal State Fulton with liberal studies. I was going to be a teacher. I was already huh. co- uh, teaching kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in the church. I was teaching uh, a Sunday school, uh, working part-time at UPS. And then when I graduated, uh, they were laying off a lot of teachers at the time. Oh, yeah. And so you, this was back in 2004. So UPS at the same time offered me to go driving. And so I, I said, I... I 24 I got, I got to start making some money mm-hmm. so i went driving and i was i was making really good money so being a teacher got put into the back burner plus i got tired of school and i was like i don't want to go another two years to get my teaching credential i'm just i'm burned out of school and every time doesn't mean, every doesn't time mean i'm not a teacher yeah no we're teaching different things differently you know we yeah. teach in the sport we teach the game we teach the game iq mm-hmm. I, I know. I, I have quite a few family members that were in different industries and then mm-hmm. either became teachers or, or left education and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of friends, too, that were in education. We started together. Mm-hmm. 
that are no longer in education, they got burned out. It's it's not mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not but easy. for me, it doesn't mean I'm done. I mean, I got to coach yeah. and, and, and coach a, a winning team, a championship team. So to me, that was a form of being a teacher, being someone that, that that's educating someone, whether, yeah, like you said, it's education, sports. You know, this podcast, people learn, learn a lot from me when I get certain guests on, you know, just uh, – learning and, and educating each other man but to hear that you know you hear the news you hear all this negativity on twitter there's so much negativity on social media right now it, it, it's been for a long time it's just it's disgusting dude for them so all oh, look at look at california people are leaving california bad education but my daughter's doing good your kids are doing good We're, they're educated you're a principal you you're you you care teachers care they make it look like it's all oh, look at it. They're got drag shows or doing this or doing that. We're we're educating your kids. We're my not, kids are know. fortunate. I mean, yeah. my kids, not just my students at Valencia Park. My kids being a part of Fullerton School District, and now that they're Fullerton joined, now they're going to go to the high school district. My daughter, she just finished high school. She's going to go to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, nice! She had a great great experience. Every one of her schools. Fern Drive was a great school. Parks was a great school. Mm-hmm. Sunny is a great school. Every one of them, she always had nothing but nice things to say about them. So that's mm-hmm. I'm always proud of the fact that I work mm-hmm. here. Now that I'm here, I get a chance to. Where would you grow up at? I grew up in LA, man. Okay. LA Unified, product of the wow. public school system. I went there, and then I went to community college. Didn't they just go on strike recently? The, the teachers the, uh, the classified. Okay. Everyone ex- that are not the teachers, they went on strike. For a well-deserved race, man. I think they got oh, yeah. back. Dude, they got to deal a lot down there. They do. They do. I left I left LA Unified after 17 years. I was. I never thought I'd leave. What were you doing down there? Well, I started as a instructional assistant. And I was there working in South LA for the longest time, even during the riots. Mm-hmm. You know, when the riots in 92 happened. But then I left in 90, 98, 99. Becoming a, uh, I left being an instructional assistant and I started teaching. Mm. And then about 10 years after that, I left to go into the charter world because I was getting burnt out of the public school system, so I thought, right? And I said, no, no, I want to go and be one of those ivory tower kind of people that go and you see all those movies waiting for Superman and things of that nature, right? Mm. So I wanted to do something impactful. I'm going to go into the charter world. It was so new back then, right? So I said, I'm going to try it out. No, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. I enjoyed a lot of the people. I enjoyed a lot of what I learned, but I realized that my heart was still in regular public ed. I stayed. I went back into it. Mm-hmm. Worked in high schools. Love, love the high schools. It's my favorite ever. So I thought, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I can never. I was never home. I was never home. My wife was showing me pictures of the things the kids were doing. Other mm-hmm. first steps. Other you know their milestones. I wasn't there for it. So I went back, what do I do? I have this conversation with her. What do I want to do? Well, I don't want to leave education at all. I love education, I love the world of education. So I went to the elementary world. And then I realized, hey, I can have a, the, the best of both worlds. I can still be in education and still be a good dad, I think. Mm-hmm. Still try and be a good husband and father. And I did that and it worked. So I was working not too far from me in the city of Anaheim. Love that school district. Mm-hmm. Then I came here because my home. Mm-hmm. Went back home. I want to go home. I want to go home. So now I'm here, and for the first time, 
working in my local community. So you grew up in Fulton? No, I grew, I grew up in LA. I was oh, okay. part of Project product uh, of South LA in the city of Southgate. But I moved over here because my brother was living in Fullerton. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. he was over here about 10 years ago, nine years ago. Nine years ago, next month is when I moved over here. First day of August. What college, what college, what high school did you go to? Venice. La Playa. Venice Beach. Really? Venice. And then what, what college, what, did you go to community college? <laughs> I you never... did. Santa Monica. Santa Monica College. Wow. And then you it. went, what college after that? Well, I only went to Santa, because I was still living in Southgate, but I only went to Santa Monica College because I was told they're the number one transfer community college in the district. And I mean, from in the state that'll get you to your dream school. My dream school is UCLA. Yeah. And I did it. I, I, I went there. I said, what so you I went to do I to UCLA? I did. I got, I got my undergrad there, man. I loved it. Really? I so loved you went it. to UCLA and USC? Yes. Holy God. <laughs> you went I, to both schools? I did. Rival schools? You know, I got a great video of my son when I got a, I, so I got a, I got my letter, uh, my congratulations letter that you got into USC. 20 years later, in 2008, so I graduated, no, not 20 years, 10 years later. 10 years later, I got in. Wait, how old are you? Hold on, man, my math is off. My math <laughs> is funny. I finished I finished Northridge for my master's in 08. I finished Northridge for my master's in 08. And then fifth, at the 17-year mark, I got into SC. Wait. I'm 49. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm 42. 49. So, wow. well, you look on his young, birthday, dude. I don't know, thank you, man. Yeah. On, on, on my son's birthday, on January 12th, on January 12th, um, 2015, I got the letter. I said, congratulations, you've been accepted to USC. So, oh, cool. How many years were you there for? Three. Three or four How was that called, 300,000? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to donate this um then you still paying for student I'm loans still paying for it dude oh. i'm still paying ucla i thought biden is supposed to pay for the student loans nah, man, you know what they keep people, talking about that huh oh the other side the other side did a i don't have no idea how they involved the supreme court and put an injunction and stop that that makes no sense i thought the supreme court was just supposed to rule on different things but whatever they shot so how old were you when you went to get to your PhD? How my EDD. I got my, EDD. my EDD. Uh, let me see. I got that in 2017. So I was 44. 44. I got my doctorate. I was 44. Ma- master's considered a doctorate? No, my master's, I got that at 34. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I did 10 years. So I, I graduated college. I was 24. Mm-hmm. At 34, I got my master's. Oh, okay. And then at 44, I got my doctorate. So 10, 10. Yeah, I wanted to wait 10 years. I, when I got my master's. Is there a reason for that, or you just, that was just. Yeah, there was, because I have good mentors, man, people that are like my heroes in the world of education. Uh, shout out to Dr. Maria Ott, she's one of them. Um, and these are people that I always spoke about the, the importance to. Knowing your craft and knowing it well. So there were people that became a teacher and then right away were getting their master's in education with very little experience. Yeah. yeah. And you, you struggle. So those struggles are different. Those struggles are different because you're learning what the academic, the theoretical side is asking you to do alongside the practical stuff we're supposed to be learning and doing. Mm-hmm. But my mentors, you know, shout out to Martin Sandoval said, you have to, to be in it. 
you have to really know your craft well. So that when you do get your master's, it all makes sense. So when I was getting my master's, here's an assignment. You're going to have to write a 10, 15-page paper on this theme, on this topic. It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard because I wasn't learning the topic. I was proving that my craft dictated certain um, nuances to to instruction, to, to pedagogy, because I was working with children and not confusing, because there were people that would write their papers and their essays and we'd go into debates about what they wrote and some of them wrote like you're teaching to adults. There's a nuance that's called andragogy, like you're teaching the adult learner. Then you got pedagogy, the, the pedia, the kid. How do you teach children to learn? So when I would develop, when I was growing my craft and becoming a better teacher, when I was doing these assignments, I just felt like I was just hacking away, typing away like crazy, putting out, spitting out, what, 10, 15 page papers in a day and a half, and then fully citing references and so forth. Whereas some of the young kids that were, what, 25 with one year teaching, they were freaking out, panicking, had a hard time proving their, their, art, their case because they didn't have the, the 10 years that I had in the classroom. Mm. You need those. So that when I became 10 years later. So how'd you go to school to get your master's in work? I mean, how, how, how hard was that? Very hard. Very hard. I think the, the, it, it was doable because I was young and I was married and we just had a family. We started our family right away. But the kids, their cycle of sleep was usually when I was getting a chance to study. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to work, go to class right after work. Kids would go to bed. I would come home and just study. Come home and read, pull up, pull all nighters. My kids know what it means to burn the midnight oil. They know, they've seen me. They'll say goodnight, Dad, 9 o'clock. And then they wake up How at many six. kids you got? Four or three? Three. Okay. And then they would wake up, they would wake up in the morning. You're still studying? Yeah. I'm not done. Like, all-nighters, like, legit all-nighters. And then I would come home and just crash. Like, so they know what price they're going to have to pay because mm-hmm. they've seen me do it. Mm-hmm. They like the lifestyle that we live. They like the community that we grew, that we're, they're growing up in. They like the fact that, you know, I don't have to say no all the time. So they know how hard they're going to have to work. They have no excuses. Took mm-hmm. every excuse that they could possibly have away. My little one over here would be like, Dad. Dad, help me with my homework mm. early on, right? Or even the older ones, they're doing math. And I'll be like, you can figure it out. Your teacher taught you. Pay attention. Where are your notes? What notes? No. That's the way you have to learn. You have to pay attention to your teachers. That's what they're, that's what they're trying to impart on you. So my older one was, nah, I'm not going to do a homework if you want to help me. How about you do what I did? Go ask, mm-hmm. go ask, uh, Mama Lupe. He looked at me like, what? She didn't even speak English. Mm-hmm. That's my point. How do you think I got through? How did you go through? I paid attention in class to what the teachers were saying. So I got less and less of them asking me for help and more and more of them paid attention in school mm-hmm. because they didn't want to have to go ask Mama Lupe who don't speak any English for how because mm-hmm. she can't mm-hmm. give it to them mm-hmm. but they understood they got to pay attention and, mm-hmm. they, and they, it's everyone's responsibility to pay attention when you're being taught mm-hmm. and so that, that freed up time my wife did a wonderful job with the mom duties mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I would just come home and what do you need me to do what's my honey do list and 
all right, I'll work on that and so forth. And Damn. Just, and then it was exhausting. I bet. I know. I, I can tell. I, 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 I went to school. I remember I had my my young my oldest. Now she's gonna be twenty one, in uh, July, just July twenty fifth, my firstborn, and I had her when I was twenty two, and I had just started Cal State Fullerton. I transferred from FJC, and I remember we 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 had her, and I, and I was gonna give up school, get another job, but I pushed through it. I went to. Uh, I went to school during the day. I worked part-time at night. I lived with my parents for a little bit. And at they, when I graduated when I was 24, I think she was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, she was like three years old. I saved up, saved up enough money, to, and I bought a home in Corona. And we, uh, it, 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 I grinded. I grinded, grinded, grinded. Not coming home from work, having to stay up all night, typing a report and stuff like that. And, I wanted to keep going, but I had a, I had a kid at a young age, and yeah, I do got my BA and I got my AA. Uh, actually, you can graduate from uh, community college, so mm-hmm. I got my A and my BA. I definitely would want to go back to get my BA, maybe event, eventually a PhD. But right now, I, I, that fulfillment I was talking about earlier, I wanted to do more, uh, being a podcaster being a coach too but being a being a podcaster and being able to help people and people send me messages thank you for that last podcast and things i've been through my life uh uh, that fulfillment is uh, you know helping people is help but man your journey is amazing ah thank you thank you hard but worth it i think at the end of the day, the rewards come from seeing my, my own children working as hard as they do. You know, yeah. you, you know my son, and he, he's a good representation of, of what we always wanted in partner children. Mm-hmm. My oldest one's the same. My daughter, she's she's amazing. But uh, and and I get a chance to also hang out with them enough that I'm also a, a good example to some of their friends. You know, like uh, yeah. I'm, I'm also spending a lot of quality time, like you know, with our, our player Nathan and his family. Good friendships with Justin and his family, mm-hmm. you know. So we have a close knit group of, of friends that, um, had I not gone through the journey the way I did, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had these people in my life. I'm really appreciative of, you know, because mm-hmm. they keep me centered and grounded and and, mm-hmm. and focused on what's important, you know, family, family above all things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And I seen that. I seen that when I came to you asked me, hey, can you help me coach? And I, I did, and I started seeing you always. You would do your offense first, and uh, go ahead, man. You're the head coach. Do it. Uh, you know, I'm here. I'm here. Whatever you need, and then you go. Okay, take over, and then you would go and you hang out with them and communicate. I never got to do that with the parents. The only time I got to do with the parents that I, you know, the kids that I coached, was uh, after the end of the season. And the parents come. We went bowling one time. Went to the park. I think the first season we didn't even do anything, uh, but I was. I, I was watching you. I was like, man, he's over there talking, and and I, he's and, and okay. I'm gonna go over here and do this and and do that, and and the the parents, uh, you know that 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 were part of the team, man, were really good parents, and and I said that long text message at the end of the night too, mm-hmm. to let them know, man, it it was a really it was everyone is involved. I said the, all the parents deserve this this championship too because. 
it, it, you guys are part of that. You brought your kids, you sacrificed, you got off work early or did whatever you needed to do to make sure your kid was at practice on time. A few minutes later, it doesn't matter. I know it, it's, it, it's, it's really hard. It's hard times. Not nowadays, you, you got two parents working, uh, everyone's struggling, but it, you can tell that parents care about the kids. Yeah. You know, when you put them in, then you got multiple, they're in multiple sports too. It's like, you know that these parents really care for those kids. I think only one of our players wasn't in a multiple sport. I mean, like Will does a water polo. Water polo. That's why his his throwing arm releases from way up here. Mm-hmm. Will does water polo. Well, you would polo, think he would keep his arms up. We had to keep telling him, arms yeah. up, arms right? up. Because well, in water goalie. polo, your arms are up. <laughs> he's not a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's usually doing this. Oh, oh stay, yeah. He's trying to stay afloat. Oh, yeah, that's he's true. He's trying to stay afloat, not sink. But Will does basketball. He does football. And, and he plays in the, in the school, in the district band. The kids very well rounded. I really liked watching watching him when put your hands up, put your hands up, and he put his hands up and he taps the ball and then yeah. Noah gets the pick. Oh yeah, and yeah. He, I, I looked at him and he's like, you just see, it, he's pumped up, he's got his fist, he's like, yeah. yeah he knew he contributed there. Like, yeah, he was I, like to see their faces just so pumped up. It was amazing. He's his grandma off to the side screaming her lungs out. Really? I was, I was so like, I look over to her and she, her, she was screaming her lungs out. She was so proud of her grandson because mm-hmm. of how hard he plays. He's just a competitive kid. Mm-hmm. But they got Julian too. Julian does baseball, all star in baseball. I mean, what school is he going to? High school. Oh, everyone, how many people are going to Fullerton? They're going half and half. They're going really? Half, they're going to half to Fullerton or half to Sunny. So they'll play against each other. If they all go to college, that's I'll, gonna I'll go be crazy. I know, but Julian's mom doesn't want to play ball. The dude, the kid plays. He golf. Even, he could just play quarter. Yeah, yeah, because that's why he missed the championship game. He was at a golf tournament in Arizona. You know, so he's playing golf too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid, the kid is amazing. He's a great kid, good mom, good dad. You know, Will, same thing. Owen, Owen was the only one for me. Who didn't get a touchdown, but who, who, um, I feel like I could have spent a little bit more time with mm-hmm. developing um, because he needed more. But going from not being able to catch a ball to not being able to catch a ball from not knowing how to run routes to running routes and being open. I mean, Owen, Owen, I wish we would have got him two seasons earlier, you know? Yeah. Would have been great for Owen, but... Nathan has been fun watching him grow up. Noah, Justin, Lucas, Josh. I mean, we have a bunch of great kids, great athletes, great families. Yeah, they are. And they were all local. We all live literally up the street from each other. Yeah. It's going to be amazing to watch them uh, play freshman ball. And then next year, they'll be sophomore. Uh, They'll be, by the time they're juniors and my son's senior. Lucas? Yeah. Yeah, see, four. Yeah, Four of our yeah. kids were there today. Four, five. Really? Luke, yeah, because you had Justin, Lucas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nathan, Mateo, Noah, and Josh. Five of our of our ten, and then the other the other four of the others are all at Fullerton. But <laughs> nah, that's crazy. And if Let me see. Well, who's in Fullerton? We got uh, Julian. Yeah, but he's not playing ball though. Right, right. No, no. But we don't know yet because his mom could change her mind. 
Yeah. And the dad, the, yeah, the, the, the dad, dad is very supportive. David, we got David. David for sure. Um, Mr. Gatto's gonna let him play both um, soccer. What about uh, what about Will? Will's already tried out for basketball. I think he made the team. Yeah. So he's going basketball. David. Owen is not. And who's the last one? Why am I drawing a Don't blank? Don't worry about it. We'll clean it up, kids. Why am I drawing a blank? We're almost done. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Owen. Said it. Uh, Julian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will. And David. It was 11. Minus. So we ended up having with a 10. Caden. Uh, oh, Kaden. Jacob. Oh, yeah, Jacob, Jacob is seventh grade, though. Yeah, he's seventh grade. So he'll go to Sunny. Don't worry about but it. I don't, I'll know, I, don't, I don't think Jacob's going to play. He should, though, because that's a good mind for the game. Well, Lucas Lucas was his, about his height when, and, and when I coached him. Oh, yeah. And uh, the parents would tell me that the brothers are over six foot. Yeah, they are. And I said, you'll you know, get your growth spurt. And I, when I came back to coach, I, oh, I go, dude, you, you spro. I'll show you the pictures when, after the show. Like they, yeah. they, he was short when I coached him. Yeah, Lucas was. Lucas. He's was gonna my grow taller. Yeah, he's gonna grow. He, he's gonna grow. Yeah, yeah. He was my three pointer. Isaac's when I probably basketball. in the living room playing video games. Yeah, he was. He was. He's a good kid. Mom and dad. I mean, we're very fortunate. I think growing up now for my kids in Fullerton has been like the best thing for them. You know. Yeah. The, the knuckleheads I grew up with. No, I bet, dude. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, cause it, I got through it. Mm-hmm. But it's it was it's it's different now. It's oh different yeah, it's it, it's a bad. It's yeah. it's it's, uh, it's, like it's. I literally my house is right here, and you look out the window, the train tracks, the expression of the other side of the tracks. I knew exactly what they meant. Oh, we're from the other side of the tracks. Like I knew exactly what it meant. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have some people that we knew that lived on the other side of the track. Hey, come over. Let's hang on. Let's play a pickup game. No. Mm-hmm. Because the city cops where I was at were not very kind. They were, like, very aggressive. But they knew us because they knew our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But if you crossed the line and came over into the inside, if you left South Central and went into the city, they jammed you up. So, nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, nah. So I have to go over there and play if I want to play over there. But then you go play over there, the rules change. The rules are a lot different once wow. you cross the tracks. And you got to be ready to square up right away and the whole time. So, like, knowing that my kids, my oldest has been, all of them have gone through school and not had, like, fights, as many fights as I had growing up, mm-hmm. to me is a win, you know? A win. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I felt like middle school was, like, one a day. That's what it <laughs> felt like. Yeah. Every day was, oh. Who else is going to want to square up today, you know? Mm-hmm. Who else? It was rough that way. But it's yeah. got to be tough down there to be a teacher and, and do all that. Yeah. What, they, what they're going through, it's... Well, I was, at, I was at Lock High School the year that they, the LA Unified gave them up. Like, literally said, here are the keys to the charter world. And so I was there at Lock for the transformation. That was rough, dude. But can you explain a little bit about that? I, I so, like... The, the district, the teachers that were there really wanted what, more for the school, so they all got together, and then they put, they, they had to do it all low-key and pretty much had to evoke all kinds of, like, powers for 
saying we don't want to be Alley Unified, we don't want to be a part of the district. We voted the majority in SAS. So Alley Unified gave up the school to a charter organization. And that's that organization is responsible for running it, paying the bills, keeping the lights on, staffing it. Who's in charge of that charter? Like, back, where's the funding coming from? There's state funding, still there's still private funding? dollars, there's a lot of different funding sources. Um, right for grants, the California Charter School Association also chips in. It's a lot, but in an area that's as volatile as... How many kids are in the LA Unified? What's the rough estimate, you think? Right now it's about 700. 700,000 and uh, compared to Orange County? <laughs> Put it this way. I'm in a we're in a lovely and amazing Fullerton school district. Mm-hmm. We're under twenty grand, twenty thousand students, and that's a school district. Fullerton school district, yeah, yeah twenty, under twenty, like fifteen. Under 20. What about Bonaparte? Same thing. They're small. Yeah, they're, they're small. Like small, mighty, but small, right? Breda Park. Shout out to you guys. You know, Anaheim, small, mighty. Orange, small, a little bit bigger, but you know, like Fullerton, mm-hmm. small. Alley Unified, 650,000. So they don't have little small areas like we do then. Well, they have Because we could be called the Orange County School oh, District. Can you imagine? Nah, I didn't even think about that, though. I didn't know that. Alley mm. School District is one of the biggest districts in Second the, largest in the country. The country. We have we're, we're broken up, so yeah. it's easier to. A lot, of our little, a lot of our cities and municipalities have their own school districts. Whereas, even though L.A. has a lot of smaller cities within it, you have L.A. Unified. Yeah. You come from the valley on the north, you don't have Northridge Unified. It's part of L.A. Unified. You don't have Semi Valley Unified. It's part of L.A. Unified. Really? You don't have Venice Unified, Westchester Unified. Do you think the reason why it's, it's, it's bad down there is because it's so big? Maybe you should just... I don't know, because, you know, I wouldn't say it's bad, because if you think about a lot of the, the records that exist, like who won, which school district has won the most decathlons or academic decathlons, or out of Unified, as a district, because they're so huge, they, they dominate in a lot of different things. That's true. They're so big, you don't have to be... You're not worried about CIF. Like, you know, here you play for CIF championships, whatever they... You play for the CIF City Championship. Who's the big dog? The Dorseys, the Crenshaws, the Bannings, the, you know, the powerhouse schools. Mm, well, we'll see. If we, talk, if we talk football, we could say Orange County got uh, modern day. But that's a private no, school. Private. And they recruit. And they recruit. And they recruit. Whereas, literally, like, in that unified, man, it's your local kids. It's your community. So to have certain areas like Banning, Dorsey, Crenshaw, a lot of these schools, those Long Beach Poly, Long Beach, and, and Long Beach is its own district. St. Bosco is private, though, huh? Yeah, St. John Bosco is private. Won. Yeah, they beat them. Modern day. Number one in the nation. And then they got that one quarterback, right? What is the Hispanic kid? He's like six yeah, three. Yeah, from Salvador. Ah. Yeah, the Salvadorian, Salvadorian kid, first time ever, leading the nation's best school. Yeah. Some impressive, but again, they can recruit. You know, they're like Sierra. I Canyon. know Bonaparte. They've been busted after I graduated. They got busted for recruiting. Well, like Sierra Canyon doesn't get busted, 
But their their leading scorer, that girl, she's from South. I Central. could have busted that one guy for uh, getting David to go play for Fullerton. He ran right there in front of me, <laughs> and then David told his mom, "Like, what what, what just happened?" Oh, he told him that they could use him at Fullerton and that they would appreciate him if he showed. Or you know, I was like, I should have. No, because <laughs> David actually lives in the Fullerton area. Okay, okay, it's he's, out of district. Yeah, he's out of district. Uh, okay, and if he would, then, okay, and if he, it would be harder for David to go to Sunny. It wouldn't be an automatic. Mm. Because for him to go to Sunny, Fullerton would have to have Sunny would have to have a program that Fullerton doesn't have. And everything pretty much that Fullerton has, Sunny has. Mm. So it's what they do to keep that rivalry strong. Mm-hmm. Offer the same thing so nobody can leave you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's an open enrollment. They pay. So David But that is David's homeschool. Nice. Julian literally lives up the street on Lemon, up the street. So does Will off of Hermosa. I mean, I'm in the middle. Buena Park's right here. I know. My lady went to Buena Park. She, uh, my parents live right up the street right here. I went to Buena Park. We walked we walk to school. Yeah. And we, and at the time when we grew up, it was, wasn't the best school to go to. Sunny Hills was always the educational. So, so all my kids have, have gone to Sunny even, even though I've, I was born in Park and so was my lady, uh, she wears the Sunny Hills hat. I won't wear it, you know. Oh, I, was, I, I went to Bonner Park, but we we take her because it's a it's a better. I think it's a better school, even though Bonner Park has stepped it up. Their academics is really good, uh, but their football team sucks and uh, oh, yeah. kind of took a dump last few years. You know, me growing up, it was pretty decent. Sunny Hills is crazy right now. There's so many. How many players are on freshmen? Did you see? You know, for fear that the coach could see this podcast, I'm going to stay quiet on that <laughs> one. But I will say this much because I do have a lot of respect for the coaching team, the coaching crew for for Sunny. There is, a, I think, plenty of talent at the school. One thing that did break my heart last year, and I thought they gave up too many losses. I didn't have to was in playing kids both ways. Like, if you have enough talent, what's they the point? They did that when I went to high school, too, yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, I would remember seeing... If you're practicing five days a week, if I was practicing the kids five days a week and I had a squad, I wouldn't have them play both ways. Unless it's playoffs where it's like, hey, the best are going to best. It. But to play them both ways, there like, was, develop there, the players. I was, I was most disappointed... I think only once, and that was against Troy. Because I'm looking at the sideline as some beast, man. Like, six foot three beasts, mm-hmm. right? With clean uniforms. Unused uniforms. And no offense to the kid that was the center, but off the first snap, he was limping. He was hurt. You, you're my defensive coach. Mm-hmm. You got a beast on defense. You see the center's limping. What are you going to do the rest of the game? I'm a, I'm a teacher. Hey, hey, babe, just leave, put dinner in the microwave. You know, I'm going to be home late. No, no, I'm telling you, you game, know, I'm night. Gonna take a game, game night. You're, you're my defensive coach. It's Friday night. The very first play, you realize the center is hurt. What are you going to do? He's probably was already hurt, or maybe he was. But, but what are you going to do, do six, Put the guy in. But he, what are you going to do on defense? Oh, if the center's, if the center's you're, hurt. You're Troy. 
I'm Sonny. Mm-hmm. My center's hurt and he's limping. Oh, I'm I'm putting two two big dudes on top of you. What do you think they did? <laughs> the poor kid couldn't do anything. And then he's your nose tackle. He's your nose tackle. This is one thing I, I, me learning to be a coach is to take the time to develop the other players. Because that was my point. Listen, I was always. I, I was the short guy. I wasn't the tallest. I wasn't the, the biggest kid. You know, I had a decent uh, junior, senior year. But I was scrawny, and, and I worked hard. I worked out, and, and, and I, I ran, and, and I, you know, and I, and I developed into, into a, a player. But you also need the help from your coaches. And, I, and luckily, I had coaches that, that helped me develop and taught me the game where it wasn't about being physical. It was about being mental and understanding the game, and that's what I learned. And as a coach, you got like like Owen, for example, right, or Jacob. They're great athletes. They're just shorter guys. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was a short guy, but I understood the game. I understood the angles and, and the yardages, and be able to be at the right place and look at the quarterback. It's not about the biggest or or, or the the strongest game too at one point obviously when you get to college level and then it's a different story but high school and division whatever division we're in i think we're division seven uh it's you know it's it's five six seven yeah five six seven but it's Changes. yeah you because i i think isaac told me one of the kids that's uh playing jv he's like four he goes i think he's like five two and, and he's just starting free safety and so it's it's not about. Well, they've so. had some really. When they win CIF, their main kid, I think his last name was Lee. Mm-hmm. He was like four eleven, mm-hmm. but the kid, his game IQ was oh, yeah, super I high. Yeah, yeah. And man, you threw the ball, and he had hops. He was athletic. Mm-hmm. I went to Santa Barbara to mm-hmm. watch the game. I drove all the way over there. To oh, watch you the did. Game. Yeah, the championship game. This this year? And, no, twenty nineteen. Okay. Just before the pandemic hit us, and it was the, the entire game. It was raining the whole game. The whole game was raining. Not like an early downpour, but a consistent, like, Jesus Christ, stop raining. My trench coat, mm-hmm. I had a Navy pea coat. It was completely heavy. It felt, it felt like I weighed 20 pounds Damn. of pure water. Like, nonstop rain. But this kid was everywhere. There was a pass in the air. You knew he was going to be somewhere near it. The kid played both ways. It's championship. I get it. My disappointment, though, going back to that, is the kid was hurt. Your senior was hurt. I'm sorry it's your senior season. I'm sorry you're hurt. But I want to teach the importance of discipline. I want to teach the importance of knowledge of the game and team before you. And I'm going to sit you down or not play you both ways so you don't get hurt and put in some of my beasts that are on the sideline mm-hmm. so they can get some uniforms dirty. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I think Sonny's in the prime position to do fantastic. They have plenty of talent. It all depends on just how well they're used by their coaching crew. Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine us sitting down, or like players just or only using the same ones? We we rotate players. Yeah, you got to give everyone chances, yeah. and I think that's where where I grew up is. Uh, you got to give people chances. Uh, we give people players. We gave people chances, and they scored, and they came to play, and they practiced really hard. And so long as they practiced hard as they did, they, they played. They played, and we won. 
mm-hmm. and they've helped us on defense, whether it be half the game, a quarter of the game, the whole game. That was great. Yeah. I mean, as a father, I loved going to the games. As a city resident, I loved going to the games, supporting the kids. I go and I help in the snack shop. I do everything I can to be a part of mm. my son's experience because I know he'll appreciate it. And I know he does. I know he does. My, my son is going to be a senior next year. I just want him to have a great time and not get hurt. Imagine, imagine. Hey, you want to coach a high school team? Nah, I, I, had, I had a chance when I was it? South LA. Really? When I was South LA, we lost some coaches, and I got a chance to help, to help the, the football team. The game is at a different level. Mm. The game is at a different level. The, the knowledge and awareness of the game, the, the need to adjust right away. Those halftime speeches are important for a reason. Mm-hmm. Those halftime adjustments are important for a reason. So they're very meticulous in how they pick their their compadres in the trenches, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would love to, to help out in any way I can. But I'm also, I respect the role mm-hmm. and know that. I can contribute without being a coach, you know, I, the nuts and bolts of it. I can contribute with fundraising. I can contribute, you know, with uh, words of encouragement, with, with um, things you of played, that You played high school ball? I did. I okay. sucked. Mm-hmm. I sucked. I was not very good at it. Well, you don't suck anymore, man. No. Nah. <laughs> <In laughs> high school, the chip. I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I knew the game. I love the game. But I couldn't get the footwork right. So whenever they rushed, I played offense. Whenever they, they rushed, they were they, that whole move would yank me and yeah, fell yeah. forward. I did better. I was better when I did fullback support because I'm ambidextrous. I can mm-hmm. throw right or left hand. Mm-hmm. So we did a halfback option. I was fast little big kid. And so I would run, and you'd think, oh, they're going to be a little bruiser back, right? Mm-hmm. And then my guy would, my, my, my end would act like he missed a block. He didn't miss a block that was part of the shtick, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, oh, my God, I'm a, you're going to hurt me. You're going to attack me. Nope. Bink. Drop the ball. On the left hand, left side with the left hand. Reverse the same play on the left side. And think, oh, he's not. He's, he just threw it in the left hand. He's not right-handed. Wrong. I'm ambidextrous. Boop. Throw the right hand. So that play was fun until they get it. They figure it out. And they blitz you. And they're faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. Hit hard. And they on the floor. Oh. <laughs> and you're in a lot of pain. <laughs> but I, I, I did, I enjoyed high school, but I didn't have the same experience because I was bused to my school. Mm-hmm. So what happens at 5 o'clock? I leave. Practice around until 6, 30, 7 o'clock. But the kids that were bused had to leave at 5. So coach didn't see us as real members of the team because we weren't there for the full practice. Mm. So our, our practice time was limited, so was our playing time. So for me, that's why I, wanted, I love the fact that, you know, my kids live around the corner from work, mm. from school, and they get a chance to enjoy it all, you know? It's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Fullerton Rock, Fullerton a good city. Mm. It is, man. It is. But, man, listen, man, I didn't even think this podcast was going to be that long. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we're over an hour and a half, dude. Oh, snap. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Once again, man, I I appreciate you coming on the show. I wanted to, I wanted, I've been wanting to do this show. Uh, It was an honor to coach with you. you. Uh, I'm so happy that we won that championship. And I know it means a lot to you. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to my kids. 
I gave that ring to my son Isaac. I had a long speech with him. Oh, I told him that I'm sorry I didn't get him that dude, chip. Dude, the actual one was the, the actual one that I got was for him, man. Oh, you did. I was gonna give it to him today. Dude, yeah, you already gave him the other. Were, don't yeah, give I gave yours. him mine. Nah, dude. Nah, he's gonna keep that one, dude. Okay. Well, damn it, because I know I, he had it. I, you know, sometimes when the players are holding it, you can totally tell it. And I felt in him, like man. Well, dude. I bought him rings when we lost in uh-huh. the in the championship. I bought them rings, and I told them, uh, you guys are all my MVPs. Because they were. It's all the players, they were all my MVPs. Though. It's different. And so uh, I gave it. I had a speech with him, and I told him. I said, listen, I'm sorry. You know, I really wanted that championship for you. I want to do it for my brother who passed away. You know, he, he was a, a, an all-star yeah. football player. Uh, he was a lineman, and he uh, a D, D line, and he, he was a big, big buff dude. Well, he was, you know, he was, he was not buff, but he was a big dude. And he, uh, I know he was watching down on me, uh, you know, coaching and, and coaching my son. And so yeah. I, I told Isaac, I said, Hey, this is, this is for you. And I'm proud of you because he's, he's working out at night. I hear him clanging in the clanging and banging and mm-hmm. I want to be there and there with them. But I'm like, dude, I got to go to work. I got to yeah, do this. Yeah. But oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll, yep. I'll tell him the kids yeah. to come back out here. But once again, man, I want to thank you, coach. Uh, doctor, uh, inspirer, uh, principal. Thank uh, you. No, no. Let me, I, I want to thank you too, Coach, because again, I've can, I've taken the kids to the ship, and we, it was the defense. You know, they would say championship defense wins championships, mm-hmm. and we were always putting up big scores, man. Mm-hmm. As you saw, you know, we mm-hmm, can put mm-hmm. up big scores all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just it was a matter of my defense. I couldn't get the defense to. To lock it down. So thank you very much for your contributions. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Cover two, baby. Cover two. <laughs> Cover two. Once again, man, yeah. I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider Saint. I love you guys. God bless. Good night, America. I'll see you next week. Peace. Fight on. <laughs>